You're listening to the Roaring Twenties podcast. My name is Annie K. And I'm Elijah Z. And we're here talking about what it's like to be a 20-something in the 2020s. It's the Roaring Twenties. It is. Roaring 2020s. It really feels like it. Roar. <laughs> so, we're getting vulnerable. We're going to weave in some research and just try and figure it out. We're just in our 20s. We don't really know what's going on. But we know how to figure it out. Yeah. Google. So let's figure it out. <laughs> okay, today we are talking about goals. 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 Hashtag goals. All the goals. Soccer goals. What other sports do goals? Hockey. Uh, Hockey goals. I, I'm the wrong person to ask. Yeah, about you don't sports. seem like a sports person. No, like zero. Zero. Goose egg. <laughs> None. None. Yeah. Okay, we're not talking about shooting goals and sports goals. We're talking about achievement goals. Mm-hmm. And in this podcast, this specific podcast about goals, we are going to talk about values because you cannot have solid goals without values. We're going to explain why goal setting really sets you up for success, especially during your 20s. And lastly, how to stay motivated with those goals. Really important. Those, if you don't have the motivation, if you don't have that intrinsic motivation, that fire under your booty, it's going to go out. Yep. You're not going to achieve that goal. Shrivel up. Uh Uh-uh. Okay, let's pop into a little bit of an icebreaker. Let's break the ice Britney Spears style. Three years from now, where do we see NEK? Hmm. What does she look like? Who is she? I think with goal setting, it's really great to get a vision of who you want to be or what does that look like. Paint that picture and work backwards from there. Mm -hmm. So let's paint three years from now, Annie K. What, you're going to be 25? Yeah, 25. Okay, mid-20s. I would say I definitely want to be in like a leadership position at work. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna put some stipulations on this. As in stipulations, I'm gonna give you a little bit of a a workaround. Some things to work around. Yeah, so let's go personal, work, you love finances, so I'll give you that one, and then spiritual, those four. Oh, wow. Okay, so personally, as in like, what do I, what do I look like? Yeah, sure, what do you, whatever, take that however you want to take that. Um, okay, well, I guess I want, I want to be regularly working out. (laughs) Are you regularly working out? No, I'm not right now. Okay, maybe you need to go shoot some balls into some goals. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do like things on the weekends, but I don't know if that counts. It's more like fun stuff that just ends up being a workout. Uh Uh-huh. Like surfing or hiking. I think that's definitely a workout. It is workouts, but then it's like only reserved for the weekends. Okay. So, yeah, maybe like loop, maybe like two or three days in throughout the week. I need to, like, balance it out more so I'm yeah. not, like, exhausted on the weekends, right. too. Right, 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 um, so Okay, so that's personal, yeah. so workout. Yeah. Um, okay, and then finances, I want to have a lot more invested. Probably double what I have invested right now. Okay, give me a number. Let's say 30000 no. $40,000. Invested by twenty five. Yeah. Go, I it, Annie. I think it's totally doable. Yeah, it is. With yeah. that mindset, that's a huge goal. <laughs> Thanks. That I feel like most 25-year-olds, like, don't look towards. That's so huge. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, so I mean, cool. I just want wow. to, like, it's nice to have 
like know your money's safe somewhere but also that it's growing mm. and for me that's really motivating just like check met yeah. and see it grow so um thanks so motivating. cool okay so working out yeah working out 40 finances. you said 40 grand saved yeah 40 grand in investments okay and investments and then, all right and then spiritual and work spiritual i'm gonna skip the spiritual because like that's a mess i don't know um, no we're gonna get it we're gonna we're diving deep spiritual i don't know i guess i could join like a a community like a faith community Mm. Because I feel like that's something missing from, you know, from school. Because we went to a religious school and there's a community there. Um, and then after, uh, like, post-graduation, I, I was part of, like, a faith community. But that okay. it was kind of, like, a temporary thing. Mm. Like, it was just, like, a, here's other people your age and you guys can talk about religion. Right. But, and I really enjoyed that. But it, like, I want to continue it. Yeah, so you want maybe, a community. Yeah, just, like, a community and and then in terms of what was the other one home work oh work yeah Yeah, I mean I want to be in a leadership position because right now I'm in I am still very much in an entry-level job okay where I have a manager which I do I love my manager but you want to be the manager I want to be the manager (laughs) kick her out I want to I want to kick her out well not kick her out but I want to just have like more decision-making power because I think I think big picture and very creatively and I could really move things forward and uh-huh. so I, I want to be able to do that and have the chance to do that amazing so, i really love that thanks okay so you? 40 grand saved yeah join a f- spiritual faith-based community yeah. um, working out four to five days a week and then i don't know about four to five okay <laughs> <laughs> low goals realistic goals uh and then working in a managerial position yeah Dang, I love that. Okay, what about cool. you? Um, all right, so three years from now, this redhead would be, I'm going to say I'm, I'm 25, so I'll be 28. You're, what? I'm going to turn 25. Oh, I swear you were like 23 right now. No, 24. Oh, wow. Okay. 20, I think, 1996. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm like, uh, divide by four, subtract, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're 24. 24. 25 almost. Going to be 25. Okay. Uh-huh. So I'm going to be 28. Okay, so personal and social... I would like to be in between here and China and have an apartment in between here and China. As so in just between, a globe trotter. Just trotting the globe. <laughs> trotting around. Honestly, literally trotting around. Um, and then work and career. I'd like to have be consistently putting out digital content that helps people understand different places outside of their comfort zone i.e china asia and then maybe other or places maybe even maybe, maybe even like all the countries oh every continent seriously yeah. africa south america but uh by 28 definitely at least asia um and having like you know a bit of a, a mm-hmm. following where i'm helping educate and spread appreciation gratitude oh. growth and love and that's so like i don't even think people understand like how vital that is right now because yeah. relations are so bad and there's just so much misunderstanding. Yeah. And, like, people just think, like, Asian countries are, like, the devil. Right, which is so... Especially yeah. here in America. It's and terrible. Even with China, like, the acceptance rate is so low. It's, like, the lowest it's ever been. Oh I think God. it's, like, 19% of Americans, like, yeah. approve of, of China. So like, you, you to work to do on that. that work. We're gonna... Yeah. We're, at 28, <laughs> we're gonna be doing that work. Um, spirituality, I would say that I would just, I feel like I've been continuing to grow a lot. So just like continuing to grow in my spirituality, meditating more. I probably meditate like maybe like three to four times 
a week where I could definitely be doing it daily. So trying to get that in daily because it really does center me and it sets my day up for success. Um, so I would say seven day meditation and then financially, which we both know I don't love talking about. I would say credit. Yeah, definitely a credit card. <laughs> I would say like throwing like, um, I have, uh, a few thousand in crypto. Oh, sweet. But okay. I would want to, I would want to have like 20, 25. Yeah. 25,000. Yeah, put it in there. If you could do 40, I could do 25. You literally just motivated me. Oh my god! Seriously, I love thanks. that. Um, so yeah. So let's turn it over to y'all that are listening. Let's say in three years, where do you see yourself personally slash socially, work and career, finance, and then spirituality, which we're going to touch upon a little bit later mm -hmm. as far as like, what does that look like? But I think before you even set a goal or start a goal, you really just need to have some type of vision and then we could work backwards from there mm -hmm. and break it down into bite-sized mm -hmm. pieces. What can we be doing every day, yeah. week, month, year? So a quick question there. What, what would you say to someone who says like, I don't plan, you know, more than like a week in advance or I don't even plan tomorrow like what what would you say to someone who's just like not that kind of person that that plans because I do know some people like that that aren't like that so I understand because I don't really love planning either right I'm not like one that's I need to know what I'm doing every single day for the next multiple months but I think if you really want to achieve success or you really want to better yourself and that depends on the person mm -hmm. you need to be setting these goals and I think mm -hmm. that if you approach it on okay, do I want to improve in the next year? I feel like most people would say yes. Mm -hmm. Then you need to set a goal and you need to be tracking it, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. But I think the first question is, do you want to improve? Do you want to get better or do you like your situation right now? Mm -hmm. um, and then that it's depends on the person. Point, yeah. And like, don't wait till like the New Year's resolutions. Oh my God, such <laughs> bullshit. That's just like, like a Hallmark holiday. Yeah. Start like whenever you decide you want to change. Yeah. That's, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's um, really good advice. Okay, so let's let's get vulnerable on some of our goals or how we've gotten to the the goal process, and then we're going to transition to some research and then wrap it up with how we're figuring it out. Great. Okay, so now we're going to talk about just some of the ways that we set goals. Um, I know you have a vision board. I love a vision board. So I know a lot of people like make them, you know, they're all over Pinterest, yeah. but like, is there something that you've done differently or something that's worked for you that's kind yeah. of a non-traditional one? It's so funny. So like, I think there's either people that really subscribe to a vision board and then there's other people like, you're effing crazy. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing? None of that makes any sense. Um, but I don't, I, yeah, I guess I pulled it off of uh, Pinterest. That's what kind of worked for me. And they have this idea, this is where it kind of like started for me, where it's called like uh, sub subconscious priming. So your subconscious basically runs your whole entire brain because it's basically like what's working in the background when you're sleeping, when you're not necessarily like fully paying attention, like what are you surrounding yourself with? I think that it's like music, it's conversations, it's just little things that you don't really realize that all add up into like who you are as kind of a human being. Mm -hmm. um, and there's uh, actually research, we could pop over to the research for a little bit, but it's talking about like subconscious and prime goals and 
primes are like external cues such as words or images that create a memory in your brain even though you're not aware of it so it's basically like a vision board how i see it is i am looking at my goals every single day and saying hey brain this is something that we're working towards every day and this is why we're doing it this is you want all of these amazing things this is why mm -hmm. and i think once i started to realize like the science behind it I was like, whoa. Then I had conversations with other people that were viciously successful, and a lot of them had these like type of vision boards. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang, this is it. So that's wow. what like I guess led to me. But I wasn't necessarily um, always a goal oriented person. Like when I was in college, I was just like, I want to party. I want to have fun with my friends. Like I never really worked hard in college as far as like in school goes and in goals and things like that like I never saw a grade defining me so it was like why are people working so hard to get these grades like, I can't relate to that. yeah you're so the opposite of it and it just never made any sense to me it's like why would I work so hard to get a grade when I know that I could just get a C and still get by like what is this GPA gonna do for me mm -hmm. um and then once I passed the finish line I knew in my head especially like six months prior to graduation I was like oh it's about to be grind time like it's about mm -hmm. to really start like my it, the hard work is gonna have to start now and ever since I graduated that's when like all of this started to kind of play up with you know the goal setting reading and just trying to improve you know every day yeah. so I think it depends like you said I think there needs to be a moment where it clicks for you and for me it was when I crossed the stage and I was like dang if I really want all of the things that I say that I want then I need to start working like hard for them mm -hmm. and then goal setting like let's go yeah but Needless to say, that was like the moment that kind of made the transition for me with the goal setting. But I know that you were always someone that worked hard in school. And I feel like those are almost goals in itself, as in like, I need to get an A or I need to get this grade and this grade equals, I don't want to say validation, but I want to say success. Yeah, for me, it was I how I was thinking about it is I need to do everything in my power to set myself up for success. And one of those things is a good GPA because if you show that you're a good GPA and you're if you have a good GPA and you're involved in a lot of activities and you're a well-rounded student, like that's gonna look favorably to the employer. So I just I wanted to up my chances as much as possible, even if that GPA is only gonna be on your first resume for your first job. Like I really just wanted to um, prepare as best of, as possible, but I also just wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. Mm. Like I I'm just I hated being like at the mediocre level like I wanted to have the best grade I don't know I think part of it is just also just being competitive yeah like with myself um, see that's how I feel about my goals okay like that yeah. exact feeling that's how I feel when I look at my vision board sense. every day yeah like you're just improving yourself right. you're you're trying to be the best version of yeah. of you yeah it's like me versus yesterday self mm-hmm yeah, so, and then... So then you, you were really good with school. Yeah. So then let's flip over to, we walk the stage, where are we at with goal setting now? Yeah, so after, like, achieving the goal that I wanted, which was having really good grades throughout school and being well-rounded and blah, blah, it kind of, like, dropped off, because I was just like, yeah. what do I, what do I do now? Like, that was front of mind for so long, and Not so, for so long, your whole life. Well, yeah, actually, like, yeah, that's But actually, true. <laughs> your whole living yeah, life. Yeah, literally my whole life. So after that, it felt kind of weird. It felt almost like empty or like I should be doing something, but I don't know what that thing is. Mm. So it took me a long time to, like, find that direction. Um, and it was really hard for a long time because I was just like, I, I don't have, like, no one's telling me what standards I have to reach or, like, 
I'm not in an institution, I guess is a better term. Define long, long time. You said that it was a long time where you were almost in that, like, gray, gray phase. How long were you in that gray phase? That was probably, like, six months uh, after graduating. Okay, so relative. Yeah. It feels, like, way long. It feels way longer than... It feels way longer just because everything kind of flips on itself and you're on your own and... You're like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, seriously. So what really helped me during that time is, um, you know, I would even, like, just be so um, concerned with, like, getting a job that I, like, forget to do basic things, like, eat three meals a day. So what I would do is I, I made, like, a little cork board, and I would even just, like, break it down into, like, really simple goals like that. Mm-hmm. And one column is daily, the other one is weekly, and the other one's monthly. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, for daily, I would literally put, like, eat three meals a day and take a 30-minute walk every day um, just because I knew that was good for my well-being. And then, um, you know, for weekly, I would do, I would put in some other things like working out, um, surfing, because I, I, I wanted to do that. And then for monthly, I, I said, you know, read a book, volunteer virtually, um, donate to charity. How do you and volunteer then... virtually? <laughs> <laughs> There's opportunity. I mean, like just connecting with uh, nonprofits and yeah. like, you can be like, what? can I help with, like, writing something for their website or taking photos? I don't know. Yeah, there's, true. I just, I don't even know what I imagine. I'm like, how are you virtually? Yeah. And then I had some, like, future goals on here, too, which, like, I'm still working towards. Um, you know you need to add to that? What? 40K saved by 25. Oh, yeah, right now? No, it's funny, because right now it's, uh, it was 20K, and then I scratched it out to put 30K, and I, I'm just, like, constantly upping the goal. Yeah. Which is awesome. I love doing that. I love crossing things out. But, yeah, just... Also, another point that I wanted to make is I kind of, in that weird gray in-between area, I kind of uh, noticed that I would be going on Instagram and, like, seeing things, like, for example, pictures of places uh, from travel blogs, and then also just, like, outfits or, like, you know, makeup looks and stuff, and I would save it, and I'd be like, that's the goal. But then I realized, you know, that is, and going back a little into the research, is that was more of an extrinsic goal, Mm. like an external, something defined by an external factor, and that wasn't, like, the right way to go about goal setting because the extrinsic goals orbit around, like, money, um, fame, image, conformity, like, I want to date that person or I want to visit this resort, you know, and you need to make sure that your goals actually mean something to you, like, you have an emotion attached to them, because even though I was saving all these things and I was like, yes, I want to do that and that and that and achieve this, I wasn't actually following through at all because there wasn't that um, personal connection to myself and, like, what I valued. Right. So that was a really important thing for me to realize is that you're if you set an extrinsic goal, with which some people, you know, a lot of people do, like, they're like, I want to drive that car or have that body, they're not going to achieve it because they're going to lose interest and enthusiasm for it and or they'll achieve it and then feel kind of this feeling of um hollowness yeah but people don't realize that they just like see these cars in this money and they're like oh my god what i get this 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 and this yeah and i'm gonna feel better but but that shouldn't be the end goal yeah I think like that should be like, kind of like a byproduct of you feeling good and so yeah you feeling good and achieving what success actually means so to then you. how do you feel when you achieve this goal of investing so you said that you mm-hmm. invested a good amount like what is that feeling 
that you reach that goal. It feels freeing. It feels like mm. I'm I'm almost like gaining independence because I know that I, even though I'm working hard now and I'm putting that money aside, I can use that for doing whatever I want in the future, whatever mm. makes me happy, which will probably be you know traveling or moving to a new place and getting a a, a nice place with whoever I end up living with and. You know, just like I, it makes me excited for all the possibilities that open up. Cool. Even though, like, yeah, I understand that money doesn't necessarily equal freedom, but it's a vehicle for yeah. pursuing the things you actually want to it do. It opens doors, yes. for sure. So that's how, that's, uh, yeah. Just, I love that. It's motivating. You're motivating yourself. Setting mm-hmm. these goals. Checking them off. What's the, there's an Ariana Grande quote. It's like, collecting these goals like Monopoly. Oh, really? Achieving these things might not be... I don't know. Let's turn to the research. The research is based off of Ariana Grande lyrics, okay. so... <laughs> okay, so the first researcher that we're going to go to is Ariana Grande, Mrs. Ponytail herself. And she has a song called Monopoly. It's not super popular, but honestly, it's a bop and a half. And the quote goes, Treat my goals like property... Collect them like Monopoly. <laughs> We're collecting these mo- effing goals, y'all. How Look do we do go. it? Okay. All right, so I got a little bit of research for us, and I wanted to understand, before we hop into, like, how do we set these goals or, you know, how do we define these goals for ourselves, why are achieving goals so hard? And it's opportunity cost, actually. So we could do a little economics class on is whatever I'm doing in front of my face more important than the other option, i.e. is it more comfortable for me to watch a Netflix show than to study about stocks and research cryptocurrency? Is it easier for me to hop on Instagram or is it easier for me to do 30 minutes of a Chinese class? And when you really start to think about goals, you need to start to sacrifice things. Um, and this is the, the problem here because it's more about what you prioritize. Okay, what is important to you and what is the task at hand? And again, it's going to be significantly easier to hop on social media. We get a hit of dopamine. It's instant. It feels good, baby. You get a like. Um, you get more information and for that point it could be easy but within goal setting we need to know that we are setting ourselves up for more of long-term success so it's not going to be instant gratifi- gratification it's going to be delayed gratification mm-hmm. yeah it won't be overnight so realizing that it's going to take steps and the thing that I'm probably the worst at is patience. I'm so bad at it because when I put time in it, I want something immediately and social media and, you know, technology has definitely hindered that. It's made it way worse, my patience, but understanding that. Um, and understanding that there's a, there's this thing called the endowment effect, right? So when we take ownership of these goals, it's going to be more likely for us to achieve these goals. And when I say that, I say that in regards to, for me, I'm going to use as an example, I really want to learn Chinese. So a goal of mine is to be fluent in Chinese. But I see myself, I envision myself in China speaking to a nai speaking to a grandmother and having a 
full-on fluent conversation with a nai-nai. So then when I hop on TikTok and I'm scrolling through, I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, damn, I've been on here for like 15 minutes or 20 minutes. Like, it's time to hop to the Chinese. I need to think of the nai-nai. I need to think of Graham. I need to think of myself in China speaking Chinese. Mm -hmm. And for that, that's a representation of my personality. That goal is entwined in a version of myself that I want to work towards and I want to achieve myself. So being able to connect with that and really hold a goal close to you, almost as if it is your part of your personality, that's going to set you up for that success. And that's what the endowment effect is. Uh, taking ownership of that goal and making it you and a personality trait, a part of you. So Annie K, the saver, do you see that being a part of your personality? Uh, Yeah. Like a, so. like a little squirrel hoarding the nuts? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, um, you know, part of, like, my mentality for sure. Like, it kind of kind of touches all areas of my life. Mm. Maybe and it touches upon that, like, little, that little baby Annie mm -hmm. who, like, would work so freaking hard to achieve these grades. Mm -hmm. And now, instead of achieving grades, she's... It's another, yeah. It's she's another storing nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Hurt in the nuts. It's leveling up. I don't know. I kind of almost think it as like a, you know, gamifying things. Yeah. They talk about like how that can be very motivating. Mm -hmm. Kind of think of it as that almost like leveling up. Yeah. Like the more yes. you save and that Number just moves up. you up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sierra, level up, level up, level up. Level up. Okay, so we talked about a little bit about that endowment effect. We talked about how intertwining these goals and your personality, your personhood is going to make them way more likely that you're going to achieve them. But how do we make, how do we realize that these goals are what we want? Yeah, so, you know, we, we talked about the difference between extrinsic goals. You're really bad with that I, one. I always... Extrin extrin oh, now I'm saying that, <laughs> Annie. I blame you, not me. Okay, I'm extrinsic. just going to say extrinsic. Ex extrinsic versus intrinsic goals. So intrinsic. intrinsic goals are the ones that are rooted in what is inherently satisfying to you. They're more motivating over the long term. They're also more fulfilling once accomplished. Okay, give me an intrinsic motivator for you. Intrinsic motivator you. for me. Uh, having, having complete freedom, mm. I guess. And... Like financial freedom. Um, I think almost, like, even more abstract than that, maybe even, like, being able to go wherever I want, whenever I want to. Got like, it. not being confined to maybe a nine-to-five. Uh-huh. Or could could be freedom. something else. Yeah. Freedom. Freedom, that's maybe, like, doing freedom. my own thing, having okay, my own business. Okay, that makes sense. Who knows? So that's intrinsic. That's intrinsic. And then yeah. extrinsic is more, like, money cars outside. Intrinsic is, like, I want to... Inside you. Oh, yeah. Extrinsic is, like... I want to go to this specific resort in Bali because that's going to bring me happiness. <laughs> right. Which, honestly, a resort in Bali would yeah. bring me some happiness. I love Bali. It's one of my favorite places in the world. But anyway, um, how to find what intrins is in intrinsically motivating to you is going to take a lot of work on the right. front end. One way to kind of think of it is um, really just, you know, simplifying it. Like, what do you like to do or what do you want and what do you don't want? Because mm -hmm. that's equally as important, right? As you go through life, as you go through the many jobs. I know we talked in a previous episode what it's like seven to eight jobs. Yeah. Just in your 20s. As you go through all these life experiences and you kind of start to figure out what you don't want, 
that can help bring you closer to what is actually satisfying to you. Intrinsically. People don't realize that you already know what you want, i.e. go throughout the day and realize what excites you and gives you energy mm-hmm. and what sucks you from that. Yeah. And then that's going to start to lead to what fires you up internally. Yeah. And even think of, like, um, action words, you know, like creativity or advocacy or, like, mm. what is it that you find yourself doing or maybe even, like, in your free time, what, yeah. what do you find yourself watching? You know, like, for example, I really like to watch the um, cut series on on YouTube where they do, like, these lineups and it's, like, somebody goes, like, um, match the... Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Okay, never mind. Bad example. But just, like, even just looking at things you do in your free time... Mm-hmm. And, and even the YouTube that... algorithm. Yeah, the YouTube like, algorithm. What works? Yeah. You know, what? Where do you see yourself watching things? Yeah. There's just many ways. It's but it's it's bringing awareness to your everyday and realizing that the answers are actually there. Because I think a lot of people are like, "What? I don't know what excites me or what I want to do." Mm-hmm. But it's not that hard. I think it's more looking at what you do on the daily and what excites you, mm-hmm. and then that's your starting place. Yes. And then another way to look at it is, so there's this, like, wheel of life concept. It was introduced by uh, a man named Zig Ziglar. The Wheel of Fortune? uh, No. (laughs) In in a book called Born to Win. And basically, the wheel of life organizes the areas of life into, like, a wheel that acknowledges that all these separate kind of domains are all actually interconnected. Yeah. So these include, you know, we talked about it uh, in the icebreaker, like, Physical and health is one. Yep. Personal and social. Okay. Work and career. Family. Financial. So uh, another good way of looking at it is, like, what does success look like for you in each of those different yes. um, fields? So, like, do that exercise that we did at the beginning. Like, where do you see yourself in each of uh-huh. these different domains? And that's a good way to just kind of make it more uh, bite-sized chunks, right? Yeah. Like, you can look at each one individually. And, like, what matters to me. Yeah. I was talking to my cousin, and it was funny we are very, very different people. I'm very career-oriented. I really want to achieve success, at least for my myself. And she's like, I want to have babies. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean you want to have babies? And she's like, I want to have babies. And I always was like, this girl's crazy. And I love her to death. Like, I see her as my sister. And I was like, but why? I don't get it. And she turned to me and she was like, the way that you want your career is the way that I want babies. Wow. And when she said that, I, like, my whole perspective changed. Yeah. Because I was, like, I have now realized, like, the desire that she has mm-hmm. for having babies. She places a lot of, like, emphasis on family. A lot like of value. And a lot of intrinsic value mm-hmm. is to be able to foster a family of her own. Yeah. Um, and that's so amazing that that's her. And it's amazing that I'm on my side. And... We could just appreciate each other. But it's just an example of, like, looking at that wheel. Like, what do you prioritize and what's a goal for you? Um, And then working backwards saying, like, no, I'm motivated by these things or these are the things that I really place high value. Yeah. And and that actually, I think, relates really good to the next thing that I want to talk about is, like, core values. We love a good value. And But, okay, yeah. so people throw this value thing around there, mm-hmm. and they're like, your values. And I'm like, okay, but what's a value? Can mm-hmm. you, like, make it really easy for me? Yeah. Uh, a, a, an easy way to think about it is just thinking about someone you admire. Like, what is that person like? 
and what draws you to them or like what makes it oh I really like that. yeah what makes it like what gives you that warm feeling when you're hanging around that person so for example if if someone you admire is a really good mom or dad they likely embody the value of family mm. or if somebody a nurturing figure yeah or if someone's like a a well-known figure in your community and they make everyone feel welcome no matter who they are and they make them feel loved they probably embody the value of community Mm. so just kind of like looking at people in your life or even doesn't even have to be in your life maybe it could be people outside of that like people who are charismatic or people who are just like extremely smart and can like talk about anything and with anyone like there's there's a lot of values out there and I mean, really, it comes down to just, like, they define what it is you want out of life, like, with your, you said it was your cousin? Yeah. Yeah, like, with your cousin, and how you're going to behave to get it. Right. Uh, Because it can almost, it's kind of like the navigation, right? Like, if you're in a car, Mm -hmm. like, your values are what are helping you get to um, your definition of success. Right. And And I think this relates really closely to the hierarchy of needs model, We've talked about this before, um, but it's it's basically like think of a, a a pyramid. There's five different levels to it. The bottom one is is very basic things: food, water, shelter, clothing. Then it goes to safety needs. Do you feel secure in terms of employment, in terms of your property, health, etc.? Then it goes love and belonging, so friendship, family, a sense of connection. Uh, the fourth level is esteem, so your self esteem. Um, kind of your status within society, your sense of freedom. And then the last one is self-actualization. So what does that mean? It's So how does this connect to goals? This connects to goals because self-actualization is like when you achieve your full potential. So by achieving, you can achieve your full potential by setting goals and constantly striving to, to be your true self. And so, how do you be your true self? Well, it's identifying your values. Aligning with your, those intrinsic values. Yeah, Yeah, and working towards them. Because if you recognize that, like, you want to be a community person, but you're never putting yourself out there, or you're not getting involved, like, you're not working towards that. Right. Is kind of what I'm trying to get at. this, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like, if you hit the, the pyramid, you hit the top of this, like you're fully fulfilled, you're living your absolute best life. At least this is what the theory is saying, right? So to work backwards, like if we want to feel our absolute peak performance top, just every day is our best day, we need to first go inwards, realize those values, realize what motivates us, then let's work outside externally and say, what are things that I need to be doing now? Let's say... Mm -hmm to set myself up to align with this in three years or five years. And then we start to break those down into goals Mm -hmm. because the goals are going to mean literally jack shit if you don't have a reason behind this. And at the end of the day, like we're pushing towards feeling fully 100% fulfilled. And the, 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 the secret here is we are in our 20s. This is where we do the heavy lifting. This is where we get in and we get dirty and it's uncomfortable and we probably go through, you know, seven different things, ten different things to figure out what we really want to do. But once we realize that, then we can set ourselves up and really make yeah. a move from there. And I think the really, the other really great thing about the, you know, trying to reach that that state of self-actualization or your full potential is, like, 
that's so personal to you. Like you can't base that off of anything, which right. is why which is why it's so difficult and why it involves so much looking inward and kind of sorting through everything that all the experiences and knowledge you've accumulated and realizing like what actually like means a lot to you right and super interesting okay that was the research we're going to transition over to how we're figuring it out and then go from there because i feel like we're, we're in a pretty good spot right now yeah setting how we're figuring it how out. we're figuring it out okay so one thing i've really seen that's worked for this redhead is tracking these goals tracking is so incredibly important i actually got this tracking tip from Who? benny frank benny like the the benny frank the benny wow I'm talking on, the hun- on the hundreds hundo okay hundo bills if you couldn't get what we were saying, we're talking about Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin's actually, honestly, deadass really dope. Uh, and he's had a few different quotes that uh, really stuck out to me. But he says, lost time is never found again. Um, shots fired. But what he did was he was, a, he was a big old goal setter. He would actually divide his days up into hours. So he'd have like morning, like uh, six, seven, eight. Then he'd have a work you know, a few hours of work, and then he'd go back to, you know, let's say eating and meditating, and he would break his he would day meditate? down. Yeah, he would meditate. Oh, my God. On the, but he would do it again. It, he broke it down hourly. So about the hourlies. So needless to say, track those days with the hours is what worked for him. But he also tracked his values as well, which obviously we talked about, which is so incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Some of the val- values that he had, temperance, silence, order, resolution, sincerity justice so on and so forth and he would actually have like a a weekly report card so up top it would say sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday and then he had 13 values and then the 13 values were lifted on the listed on the left hand side and then he would basically like cross out the bubbles on which ones that he wanted to achieve so Mm -hmm. he was he was big tracking energy once he actually achieved it once he achieved those things he kind of like bubbled it off kind of like a scantron um so then he has these two questions which i think are really important and they're actually in my gratitude journal as well so it overlaps and i think it's good for just like career goals but then it's also good for gratitude as well and it's a question in the morning what good shall i do this day as in like what are some of the things that i want to achieve or how am i going to make a positive impact and then at night it's tracking those saying what good have I done today? Like, how have I worked towards my goals? Slash, how have I made this world a better place? You know, what, what have I done? Mm-hmm. And I think it really just goes down to tracking. So for me, a big thing is, and it's really worked for me, is tracking these goals. Because I'm big and I have lofty goals. And the only way to achieve these things is to go bite size, And the only way to really go bite size is to track what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the so, Benjamin Franklin route. So what about like on a very normal, typical day? Like say it's like a Monday and it's just like a work day for you. How do you go about achieve like working towards that good that you do that day? So I do like an hour and a half of reading a day and then I study Chinese for an hour. Um, and then if I'm doing something else in between, like if I have time, then I would also include like something else. 
Um, but just realizing that like there's certain things that I want to get done on the daily, i.e. like reading to kill my ignorance, i.e. Chinese because I want to be fluent. Mm. So if I could do the hour and a half, but not even like the hour and a half, but going like really like in depth with that said reading or with that Chinese. Mm. So not just like doing it and like crossing off the list, which I do think is important, but really trying to like utilize how deep I'm going into the studying or the reading, if that makes sense. Like, not trying to get distracted, like, really full attention. Full attention, yeah. Really trying to retain that information. Which is a good thing because it's, that's hard to do in this fast-paced digital world. It's so easy to grab the phone. Yeah. But that's what works for me, tracking goals. Love it. I mean, yeah, for me, I also really like goals. Um, I... Sometimes, okay, it's kind of weird, but just, like, going on people's, like, blogs or, like, even LinkedIn's. I thought you were going to say Venmo. No, no, no. <laughs> you know some people stalk Venmo's? Oh, my God. Yeah, no. dude, people do that. Why? I, like, like in the last week, I think five to seven people have told me that. Not, that's an exaggeration. Three to four people. What? Four people. Just to see, like. They're, like, it's a form of social media. Oh, my I'm, God, I'm, like, no. I feel like that's, like, stalking. It's, it's hard to, like, I mean, I don't know. It's, how do you... Because I, I request, I, like, sent my brother money yesterday, and, like, his friend liked it. That's weird. <laughs> that's so I was, like, that it was, like, for a Mother's media. Day gift. I was, oh, like, what the hell? That's not a social media. Yeah, but, it's strange. I don't know, just kind of seeing, like, I get inspired by other people a lot. I mean, yeah. I, I really like, you know, listening to TED Talks, or just people talk about their life stories. You have a good TED moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big story person. Big story gal. <laughs> And so kind of hearing what motivates other people, even if it doesn't necessarily, my same motivations or my touch on my core values, it's, it's nice to just kind of, um, it's inspiring, you know, at the end of the day, it's like some, like if I'm in a rut or for some reason or feeling like a bit like, what am I doing? And hearing somebody else speak with like this fire and like this passion is really motivating. So yeah, for me. Um, looking to people to kind of be inspired by, even including people in my own life. Including motivational videos. I don't know, but those are, those are so cheesy. I know you like those. Yeah, we always get, we always fight about this. I'm like, I love these things. She's like, you're so corny. (laughs) They're just, they're all the same. They all follow the same structure. Totally. you gotta admit. But it's a structure that works. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a structure that I keep on returning to. Yeah, so that and then my, like, little cork board where I split things up into daily, weekly, monthly goals. Um, Visuals are important. Yeah, because as a big, I'm also, like, a big planner, and sometimes I think way too far ahead, and so it helps me to kind of be like, no, bring it back to, like, the daily. Pull her back. Yeah. Rail her back in. And that helps Super interesting. So throughout this episode, we talked about how to base goals off of your values, Mm -hmm. your values, which... I think I know what value is now. It's, like, basically connected to who you are and what you like about other people and yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, why goal setting sets you up for success. All the most successful people do it. It's trendy. Get a vision board. And then Pinterest. how to stay motivated about your goals. Because mm-hmm. obviously you're going to weave. But if you are intrinsically motivated and you have a fire in your soul you're going to achieve these things. So let's get aligned with the things that we love because you already know them. Yeah. And sometimes just, like, tell other people what your goals are. It keeps you accountable. It gets other people excited for you. Mm -hmm. It creates a support network for you. I've found that to be really great. Yeah. Um, 
because, like, don't you just love when, like, someone tells you they want to do something and they actually do it and you're like, wow, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, like, it you inspires did. you, too. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. So, a, verbalize a, it. Yeah, or, a, or write a goal, it down. A goal buddy. Mm-hmm. Good old goal buddy. Goal buddy. Goal buddies! Are we goal, uh, we're goal buddies. We are. We're goal buddies. We'll be your goal buddies. Yeah, just hit us up. Hit us up. We'll motivate you. Yeah, I actually do really good at motivating other people. Yeah, with the Ariana Grande. Yeah, I just honestly send Ariana Grande songs. (laughs) I'm like, seven rings, that's what this person needs. And the cheesy motivational Right? It's a mix in between Ariana Grande songs and aggressive men yelling at you saying, work harder. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like a TED Talk. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it'll be a good balance. Right. A nice nice warm pool. Uh, Different content. But, you know, it was so great doing goals yeah. with you yeah let's do goals more often this is great let's go baby we could have like a monthly goal meeting or something. right exactly we could shoot some goals maybe like you could get active yeah we could go play hockey hockey soccer where? in la yeah because yeah there's a rink we could score some goals together okay. you know and then you could get active because that's one of your goals okay so we're ticking some boxes and you get out of the house because you read too much no, just yeah, me and the nerd <laughs> uh okay let's go together Okay, and good luck with your goals. Woohoo! I believe in you. We believe in it.